Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Luca? Back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And um, today is going to be a little bit of a, I would say, educational, uh, organized educational content. So um, the last couple, uh, I would say, of episodes that you guys have seen from Joe DeFranco to Joel Jameson. A lot of incredible feedback. We got some uh, great, I would say, guests coming on as well in, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, but and, and also Marcus Harden on the last one. And actually, this piggybacks a little bit on this. Like we brought him, uh, you know, Marcus, who's doing incredible work in the in the field of progressive schools, uh, you know, mentoring, coaching kids. Uh, and I hope you guys got a lot out of that. Actually, would love some feedback from that. Uh, but this is going to piggyback on it. And as far as uh, not only you know something that's been really inspiring to me. Uh, from if you guys haven't heard of the uh, charity called Charity Water, which is phenomenal, uh, you know Scott Harrison is the guy that started that. He actually has a book called Thirst, which I strongly recommend that you guys read. Uh, not just from like I said, this is a, it's very inspirational, and I'm gonna go over some of like kind of the the thought processes behind his thinking as well. And I wanted to share 11 different models for an evolved enterprise. And like this is, you know, some of the stuff we were touching on as far as, you know, where I'm going with Vigor Dream, our scholarship foundation that, you know, has been a little bit pushed back a little bit, but, but we're going to launch in September full throttle um, and, and already kind of raising money before then and things like that. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of give you my insights on what I think, you know, that the business, like, a business should be profitable. Of course, you build a business to serve and for it to be profitable. But I feel like if you if business is not involved in some time, somehow improving social uh, or has a has a social focus as well like that, you know, long term, I don't know. Like, it, it, first of all, I think that the, the purpose and meaning behind it just isn't as powerful. And also, you know, so many people talk about making an impact. And I feel like uh, you know, there's nothing more powerful than using your skill sets um, and your your mastery, right, and what your art to help others. Not just through, like I said, the profit model, but also through the um, like giving back model. And so that's what we're gonna talk about today. And like, I'm gonna share 11 different models that you can do, and like the, the route that we're going. Uh, before I go into that, though, just know like, I wanted to bring up, you know, the Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit is uh, about three months away right now, and uh, straight up, like we are currently, uh, I mean, legit, like days away from the super early bird uh, shutting down. I mean, ticket sales have been insane. Uh, you know, I I don't want to make this like uh, one of those, you know, where people are always promoting like we're out of tickets uh, on, a, on a serious note. Like we're literally almost 50 percent of tickets sold and we're three months out from the event. So this event not only will sell out, uh, you know, get your hands on the early bird. Uh, it's the greatest deal, 397, three full days. Uh, so you get the hands on at Vigor and you get the two business days at the Inner Urban. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to be this is going to be an experience. Like I said, the presenters are top notch. Uh, it really is going to be fire. So hop over to www.vigorgroundsummit.com forward slash home and take advantage of that. Because like I said, that is going to be gone. Um, and then, you know, don't tell me. Uh, like, oh, man, I just I'm going to say I told you so. I told you so. So now with that said, OK, look, let's let's move into uh, this whole idea of, first of all, why something like this would matter. Right. Um, and like, I, you know, I've been through through life where, 
I've, I've shared this before where like chasing significance, you know, making money, you know, f- status, making, you know, feeling like, like, hey, uh, I'm known or whatever else it is that we chase because we think that, you know, if we get there, that things will be better in life or um, and while, you know, making money, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it can help you. Actually, now I do it even more so to do things like what I'm going to talk about today, giving back. Um, but. You know, why, why are these things important? Well, first of all, look, throughout our lives, we often use things as benchmarkers, right? But before we gather them, and I say this, I say this now, like, because for any, you know, maybe you've been through this, maybe you haven't, maybe you're, uh, I, I want to prevent you from going, you know, going through what I went through. But before we gather them, it's important to realize that there's limitations uh, for acquiring true happiness, especially through things, and unfortunately, it's still what, you know, a lot of people do today. It's like, if I get this thing, I will be happier. If I get this thing, I'll be more important and it'll fill the void in my heart, right? So, um, and, you know, no matter what, so the thing is too, that, because I talked a lot of nonprofits. I talked a lot of, uh, I should say, not just talked, I work with a lot of them uh, because I'm involved heavily with a lot of charity work. So, you know, no matter what your entrepreneur journey is, you got to learn effective marketing uh, and, you know, this is what's going to go so hand in hand. I think you guys are going to uh, like where I'm going with this and what I'm going to talk about. But um, there's no harder marketing problem than the puzzle of charitable donations, right? And so you want to learn how to, I, I think when they go hand in hand, like, you know, I've, I've talked about marketing your business before. Um, and, you know, it's harder marketing charitable stuff. It really is. But when you put them together, they actually work really well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but... I also want to talk about like some of the many mistakes that people have made through doing charity work because this is going to play into like I'm, I want to kind of move from one world to an- another, but like uh, share a lot of lessons and insights I got from people that have t- taught me a lot as far as charitable work goes and everything that, you know, I've done with Vigor Ground in the last, well, I mean, honestly, 13 years, but really heavily over the last decade with our charity events, um, but just kind of uh, unpack stuff and, you know, learn from the mistakes, define them and show like the different strategies that make sense. And so with that said, understand, understand this, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to also do, so first of all, I'm going to also do like these applications to life. I've had that, I've done that before, right? Whenever we share lessons, um, essentially at the end, ask you guys some questions that you need to answer for yourself. So, Big idea number one is this, right? Like uh, if you're in business, if you're going into business, a lot of times we go, I'm going to say for the wrong reasons. We have the right intent, but then it turns into, you know, uh, everybody has that thought like fast cars and big houses and uh, pretty acquaintances, uh, you know, drugs and partying, which I have done, you know, plenty of as well, kind of trying to figure myself out. Um, it did, They just do not lead to fulfillment and happiness. Um, and so, you know, what to do. So this is kind of like a big idea, like know this and what to do. Well, find a purpose that's worth pursuing and ask yourself, you know, when I die, what do I want to be known for? And then I didn't do that, you know, and I, I'll say this, it's challenging um, to like, that's not a weekend thing to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people are like, okay, cool. Let me sit down for an hour and then figure that shit out. It's like, well, it's, you know, you're going to, your purpose is forged, it's not found. Um, but I guess that my question for you is the application of life is, 
have you had this existential conversation with yourself? Like, who are you living for? Like, when you're no longer alive, like, and, and to make a direct impact on the world, will what you did uh, when you were here matter? And, you know, that's a, that's a big question. But th- these are all the things that led me to developing. Because at the beginning, it was just like, man, these charity events, they make me feel good, right? Like, let's just do them for a bunch of different stuff. And the more we did them, the more I felt good about it, felt, felt good about giving. And it just kind of developed and developed and developed. And now, you know, now it's like that we're zoning in on this purpose of, of you know, what, what really uh, I feel like we're here to do. Besides, like I said, look, obviously what Vigor Ground does is help people transform, like, you know, essentially the tagline is help people transform and change their bodies so they can write a different story to their life. Um, and, uh, and I truly believe that, and that's, that's special. But at the same time now, you know, it's this uh, applying this mentorship program into the youth, like youth that are going in one direction and helping them go in a different direction. So I want you to write down your macro goals, but don't write them down in a macro way. So, you know, um, so think of it this way. Your business or your profession has a specific way of helping individuals. So write down exactly how many people you want to help, how many lives that you want to change, and to what extent. How will you make the world a better place? Remember, I'm, I'm always a big fan of writing stuff out I was just talking to a guy on the phone today as far as like writing things out because it becomes real. It becomes clear. So many people do not write shit out. Like, um, you know, when I say the vision or the macro and and I say, well, how does it look like in an ideal scenario? Right. I I do a lot of that where I write. uh, I call it Tomorrowland. Right. I I write out this ideal scenario. What if I close my eyes? What does this look like? You know, and, and obviously I do it for the gym and I do it for the different businesses and I do it for the Vigor Dream um, scholarships. Same thing. And because what that does is it gives you a trajectory and a target and a vision and, you know, kind of like a North Star. And this allows you to say yes and no a lot more to, you know, no to shit that doesn't fall in line with it. Yes, with like, man, yeah, that does fit. That does fit this vision that I have. Um, and you can do it for everything. So I would say make sure that um, I'm going to notice you guys. I'm going to turn this if you hear the sound in the back, it's because Jess is blasting it. So I'm going to turn this down and hopefully she gets, uh, realizes that um, it's because we're shooting a podcast. <laughs> See, this is real time, baby. This is real time. Um, but that's what's really, really important is to have this, like I said, uh, you know, trajectory that you can look towards because most people don't know. And then what happens is something comes up and it seems like an opportunity. And then you're like, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that too. Right. Because there's no clarity. So then you, of course, you have kind of like this, um, you know, shiny object syndrome going on. So this brings us to uh, big idea number two, which is networking. You never know, uh, put it this way, this is why it's so important, right? You never know when some old acquaintance, friend, or colleague will be able to help you in the future. Now, I'm a big like, kind of, uh, you know, when, when I read that, you might go like, oh, so am I doing stuff and networking just so somebody can help me out in the future? No, actually, I'm a big believer in The Go-Giver, right? The Go-Giver is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, you know, always delivering value, being a go-giver and not expecting anything in return. But what you do have to do and think about is like not burning bridges. Um, and of course, if somebody's a neg- negative influence in your life, let them go. Though for everyone else, at least keep in touch, right? If you do, those connections may come in handy years later, but that's not necessarily the reason why you're, you're, you're doing that. What I mean by that is like, look, you're, uh, you know, because that sounds like, ah, man, like, it's the give and take. I'll do something if they do something back. No, but 
every single thing that I, you know, in the last 15 years, I'd say has been this building relationships and, you know, without expectations of anything, like always delivering value. Uh, it's funny. Like I, uh, we just had a Renton high school brought, like I think 40 kids by cause one of their professors follows us. He's like, Hey, can we come by and check out the gym? They're always asking about it when they walk by. And I just want to kind of uh, bring him in and you explain what you guys do. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of career stuff, maybe a little bit about fitness and health and nutrition. I'm like, sure, you know, I love doing stuff like that. These are like, you know, 15, 16 year olds. And, you know, one, one, uh, one kid goes like, because uh, the professor says, hey, uh, plus Vigor has an IG account and Luca has an IG account. He's always sharing valuable stuff. Uh, and one kid goes like, oh man, so if I follow, will they follow back? And I said, is it worth following you back? Uh, I don't know. And so, you know, I went into this spiel about, about delivering value, right? Delivering value in advance. Always coming with a given hand, not ever having any expectations, building a kind of uh, relational equity obligation, uh, you know, and, and that's, what, that's how you create influence and you attract people, right? Versus, and so I went into uh, this, and, and I promise this connects, right? I went into the street and I said, look, like we live in a world where most, you know, people, kids, anyone goes, hey, uh, you know, give me, give me something and then I'll show you what I can do. Or like, give me something and then I'll do stuff. Whereas rather than like creating value, create an experience and like creating value in advance. And then people are more drawn to do more things with you, whether it's hire you, whether it's bring you on board, whether it's give you more opportunities, whatever it may be. And so this is the same thing with how I look at, I would say networking in a sense where, um, and what I mean is by, by networking in a sense is that you're not, you know, you're, you're not, um, only doing stuff. Like if you think that you're going to get something in return, like you're doing stuff because like you're delivering value and you don't care, but guess what? It's going to show up, right? It's going to show up somewhere down the line and maybe right at the time when you need it. Right. And this is kind of like that, uh, uh, that thought process like, oh man, like, you know, I needed something to happen and then it did. Now, I don't think that's something to bet on, but what I mean is that like when you have built relationship and you've built a lot of value, then in that scenario, guess what? Like doors open, there's more opportunities always going on. Uh, big idea number three is risk management. You got to know this. If you're going to make money, you'll need to risk money. If you're going to earn freedom, you'll have to risk some of your time. Right. Remember this. If you want to earn freedom, you're going to have to risk some of your time. If you're going to become a master, you're going to have to lose your ego along the path. And some of that is just like, you know, staying dumb, constantly learning, being curious, uh, you know, because ego will crush you if you know. And, and it's hard to become the best when you're like I said, your ego fights for being right all the time. So what to do? Right. Well, first of all, don't shy away from risk. Right. With every decision that you make, ask yourself, is this an investment or an expense? If it's an investment, then don't be shy about shaking things up. Be aggressive when necessary. Uh, I see. Now, look, you know, some people go like because I've also shared about not being stupid with your money. And I, obviously, that's very, very important. But I think that's what's really important to, de to decipher for yourself is like, is this an investment or is it? Like just something that you want, right? Want versus need versus, hey, now money, later money, okay? And the thing is, this comes into play, like I'll give you an example with the Vigor Dream Program, okay? Uh, 
even with the money that we're bringing, uh, that we're currently bringing in for charitable stuff, uh, and we're going to add some new things, it we we wouldn't be able to cover it. So it's actually going to come out of the my pocket uh, or the vigor pocket, most likely my pocket, and that's okay because I'm looking at the investment for what we're going to build. This goes for charitable things or non-charitable things, but this is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't start doing more work, meaningful, purposeful work, right? Because it's like, ah, well, man, like, is this is going to cost us time, money, and energy. It's going to be an investment. So, I, you know, I don't know if I want to go that route. But, like, there's such a bigger picture beyond that. And of course, like, you're going to have to risk time. You're going to have to risk money. You're going to have to risk energy to build something meaningful, right? So, that's something that you have to just realize and ask your like this is the reason why I said, hey, like really figuring out what's your, you know, what's that like, what's that North Star? What's that uh that vision that you're building? Because, you know, if if that's what you're doing, guess what? Like it's gonna be worth it and you're investing into it. And there's nothing more like don't look at don't look at the next three months and like, oh, if we start this program. Um, you know, are we going to get XYZ back, man? Look at like the impact that it's going to make. Look at the next year. Look at the years, right? Do that versus looking at the short term on that. This brings me to big idea number four, right? Now, know this when it comes to marketing. And once again, these are very interconnected, right? It comes very interconnected. People buy with their hearts, not their minds, right? And Somebody like Scott Harrison when it comes to Charity Water. Like, you read the story in Thirst because, you know, it was a lot more difficult. I think people see the success of it now. They're like, oh, man, like, it blew up. It did this. But you got to read the, the, the struggles that he went through in building this, right? So he, But he wasn't successful at raising money because he marketed the statistics of dirty water, right? That's, that's what a lot of people do. Like, look, but look at how bad this problem is, right? Remember, that's a stat. People don't, like... Move, you're not, they're not moved by statistics and logic. They're moved by emotion, right? So he, he was successful because he told stories that people connected with. And I've shared a lot of stuff about storytelling. And, you know, this goes for, like I said, whether it's something charitable and philanthropic or if it's your business, period, right? You got to get people engaged. So what do you do? Hey, when you're selling a product or an idea, remember, product, service, or even an idea, that's why it's so powerful to be great at sales and storytelling because even your clients that have already bought from you or invested in you, you still you you have to sometimes like shift their ideas. You have to sell an idea, right? Don't focus on the nuts and bolts or the features and benefits of stuff. People mostly overlook logic. Instead, tell great stories that knight your client to be the hero. And it, this is you know I know that I invest a lot into charity and philanthropic uh, stuff because I. It is. It's that feeling of being a hero, right? I feel like I contribute. It makes me feel good. And so, but and on the same on the same end, I said I'm gonna kind of gel the two different worlds of, you know, business and philanthropy. And obviously, this is how these two work together. And at the end, I'm gonna give you guys uh, like these eleven different ways that you can have an evolved enterprise, which I think is, it is the future. It is the future. Um, big idea number five is creativity. So know this that. Creativity often comes when the lights are off. What do I mean by that? Well, they, they, they think about this. Creativity hides in the nether, nether regions of your subconscious. So you have to quiet down your mind to hear them. That's what I mean. I've talked about like quieting down the mind and, and you know, creating space. I've talked about that before. So 
whether that's like using cold showers, like I go to Banya a lot, the Russian bathhouse, um, baths, whether it's workouts. I'm, workouts have been, you know, a great, actually, you'll see a lot of times um, in between my workout, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be training and I do a hard set and in between I'm breaking and I'm like, oh shit, and I'll just run and get a pad and start writing down. People are always like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm just like, hey, something just came to me, right? And it's kind of like slid out from my uh, subconscious to, uh, to, to, you know, to came to my, and it came to my mind because I was able to quiet everything down and then I got that idea. So, uh, you know, and, and meditation, uh, quality sleep, you know, moments before bed. So at, think, think, use those things as slingshots um, for your creative ideas. Keep a journal close and write down anything your brain tells you. Like I've I've said this over and over and over again, um, and I'm going to continue to say it because, like I said, it is such an important part of like, man, like keep it handy because once that thought goes, you know, you might not remember it again. And it's very, very worthwhile to obviously remember things like that. So once again, like creating moments, um, or should I say, being strategic with creating space for your creativity. And that can also be, you know, I've, I've started doing more of um, going to certain places that inspire me and, and working there uh, and having more of a creative space to do that. So, you know, those are just, uh, I would say, things that are, are, are some things that you can do to get more creative inside of, I would say, your business and uh, your philanthropic ventures, Okay. From here, okay, here's another big idea. Radical transparency. This is very, very difficult for a lot of uh for a lot of businesses, period. And you know, know this, like, so think about when when uh I would say even for Vigor Ground, but here's the example of Scott's example with Charity Water is that when it had a failure and trying to, you know, in, instead of trying to fix it quickly or hide the problem. They wrote an email and and their donors with a title we, we wrecked your well. So if you guys know, like they do wells, right? Like that's what they 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 build wells. Uh, they're hundred percent actually. Your hundred percent of donations go to their cause. So they have a separate funding for the people that run the organization. But being like on a, like radically transparent is is massive because most people actually don't you know um, they don't expect it. So don't try to cover up your problems, right? Share your losses with your friends and your clients and they'll appreciate you more for your honesty. And it's, I would say like, how much of that are you doing in your business? You know, um, sharing your losses. I mean, I try, I try to share losses here pretty often and just to give insight that there's a lot of shit that goes wrong. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that fails. There's a lot of, you know, frustration or you put a lot of time and effort and it doesn't go the way that you want it to. I think that it makes business more real. Um, and like I said, what, whether it's, sharing it on the side of like perfect example like i've shared a number of times uh, we were going to launch you know vigor the vigor dream project by you know in march um you know now it's probably you know because because of the, the summer we're gonna not gonna do it till september because we ran into a bunch of issues and some of it was me dropping the ball on timelines um which you know i, I hate but it's like a lot of my plate and like i share those things because not everything goes according to plan you know, so those are just things that like I, I would highly and strongly suggest that this is just a great, I would say, um, strategy. Well, fuck, yeah, I, I would say fuck strategy. Like I say, like strategy. It's like it's just a way of being. Like it's just your values, 
right? But I, I think that most people try to keep stuff like that hidden, um, meaning, uh, well, let me let, share the good stuff, but let me not share all of the other stuff, right? So from here, uh, synchronicity. So knowing this, this is I shared this a little bit earlier, but you know, uh, most people don't know that like Charity Water was about to go under, right, due to a lot of a lack of funds, and then he got like a million dollar check, right? And the, what's the moral of the story? Well, good things happen to good people, uh, but you know, we let's loop it back to that go giver mentality that I talked about earlier, right? So, and you know, w- without having to believe in karma or, or efficacy or prayer it's it's still true that you attract what you focus on right so even in the darkest of times believe that you'll make it out on top like so the part of this is belief right and i talk about this a lot belief drives behavior um the other part is like values right and what i mean by values is if you are a go-giver and it's like this is the way that you live your life guess what like it ends up somewhere Somewhere down the line, it ends up coming back. Uh, and I've had this happen uh, a number of times, right, where like you feel like you're you're in the shitter uh, and stuff is challenging. And, you know, some somebody comes through or something comes through. Right. There, There's always and that happens with, like I said, synchronicity, being a goal giver, living within integrity and living within your values. And then those good things happen. OK. Another big idea. VIPs. So this will sound like a little harsh, okay? Uh, but I think I think that you'll you'll kind of get my frame here. So not everyone is an important, like you gotta know this, not everyone's as important as everybody else. Therefore, it's okay not to spread yourself too thin trying to appease everybody. I've learned this the hard way, okay? Because once again, you start going like, well, no, everybody matters, and like I want to make sure that. I'm, I'm great to everybody, but man, like you only have 24 hours in a day, so many things to do. And like, who are the most important people, right? So you got to democrate the people who are actively important to your personal business and spiritual life, and then relentlessly like nurse and nurture those relationships. So think about this, okay? I'm going to repeat this because when you think about it this way and you say, okay, cool, who are the people that are most important in your personal business and spiritual life, and then relentlessly nurture those and put more time and energy into those than spreading yourself thinner across more people, okay? I think that's much more important. And even though that sounds like kind of like, oh, man, VIP, this, that, the other, right? Because remember, if you're spending too much time with too many people, you're probably neglecting a few of those who matter the most. So you, you got to really ask yourself, you know, what what matters and who matters. And over time, like you're not really going to, you know, I would say, care so much for giving more time and energy to you know so many different people that didn't matter as much and like you know what i'm, I'm gonna bring up this um example that i i get a little emotional even talking about it but you know i i started realizing like so i'm going home in in uh in about a week and like this year i'm making more trips back home to slovenia and people say oh why are you doing that you know i'm like well my parents are doing that great and so i wanted to make sure i see more of them like and this is a per- perfect example of per- a personal, right? What's the personal relationship I want to invest more time in? Well, check. Like, I, I've, I've been home about 1.5 times a year in the last 13 to 15 years, right? Something like that. Maybe two at most. And 
and when I see my parents, you know, I see them, but I don't see them uh, every day, right? Like usually we're hosting events, we're you know uh, we're doing some work with the Vigor Gym there. I, you know, I'm, I, I might be going on on a trip, meaning I'm not staying in just Ljubljana. And so I started calculating the amount of days that I see them, and I'm like, man, I see my parents maybe four to five days where we're doing something together every year. Uh, you know, at best a week, um, sometimes less, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I would say average probably like five days maybe, right? Um, and absolutely, like that's, you know, certainly on me, but you start giving perspective to that and you go like, holy shit, if my parents are alive, you know, another 10 years, 12 years, whatever it may be, you start going like, does that mean that in the rest of their life, I'm going to see them for another 50 days, right? And it's like, it gives so much perspective to something like that and it makes you go like oh shit okay now i use this example even though it's not related to to business or anything else but it's like man what matters more like this, the only thing that we have is time and so you got to look at like man where are you spending your time and energy and the people you're spending it with both on those on those fronts and it could be like i said relationship like your personal relationships you know health business uh it could be like i said spiritual but, but man, put more time and energy into the things that matter the most. In business, you know, VIP is very important people. And it's like, it can sound like a at thing. But man, like spend more time with the people that matter. And that might be, look, that might be your team. That might be uh, the, the leadership team. It might be your, all your coaches. It might be your, your most important collaborations and partners. And like, how can you do more stuff together that's going to help everybody win? Um, that brings us to big idea number nine, leadership, which is something I obviously you know, uh, I'm big, big about and, and very, very invested in. I feel like no, no matter, as I keep getting better and better and better at leadership, I keep realizing how much I don't know. And, uh, which, which is a good thing, which is a good thing, but just know, know this, that leaders and, or a CEO's role is to set the vision for the company. Um, you know, keeping the lights on and focusing on tomorrow and, and, uh, uh, and CEO's job is constantly not, to get bogged down in the day-to-day grind of executing the business. And this is a, a big thing of, you know, obviously that I'm moving away from and doing the things that I'm the best at and, and, uh, and letting go of some of the day-to-day stuff. And I can tell you right off the bat, like when you're starting your, you know, when you're a small business and you, you're, you're coaching and you start in a garage or, you, you know, you're just coaching clients out of another gym and then you build it and whatever business that it is, like you're going to usually be doing all of that day-to-day, the big division, the, the strategy, the marketing, the, I mean, all of it. But you want to go to a place where you don't sweat the small stuff, right? But to be able to do that, you'll have to hire a team around. You can be, you, can, you know, you can execute professionally without you babysitting. So make sure that you hire well. And we talked about hiring, uh, you know, before and like, I'm sure we could do another podcast on, on just, you know, things like that. But uh, hey, like when you like to, to work... I, I'll say this right off the bat, right? To work on the bigger picture stuff and be the visionary and, and, and create those types of uh, targets, like you can't be bogged down by the smaller stuff too much, right? Like I said, as the vision gets bigger, like you have to free up your time to work on that. Otherwise, you're going to zone out. And that's, you know, to be honest with you, like a lot of the business owners, especially gym owners that I talk to, like they seem to be, uh, and like and I say, they seem to be like, hey, I was in that position too, um, where you're you're dealing with so many different things that it's hard to think about things like charity and philanthropy and like what's the bigger impact that you can make in your community and things of that nature. Um, which, bring, which brings me to the big idea number ten, which is keeping perspective, right? Uh, so 
know that that the next time that you fail, right? And it will be inevitable, right? It will be inevitable. List out the five things that you're grateful for, right? Pay attention to what you have accomplished and how you've helped rather than how you didn't quite reach your goal. Because it, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's really easy, like easy. I mean, I guess like having an existential crisis like, is almost like uh, something that almost every business owner goes through. And so it's important that you keep reminding your, yourself of that, right? And so if nothing else, remember this. Happiness often comes from giving rather than receiving. So no matter your current situation, find a way to start giving back. And if you're doing it, give back more. Think bigger on this, right? People are captivated by stories and a sense of community, right? And, and some, you know, a charity like Charity Water, which is really successful, by the way, has succeeded not because you know, they created some new technology. It succeeded because of world-class storytelling. Same goes for the charity that you support. Same goes for your business. Same goes for the, the, the gelling of the two. Okay, and and remember that successful people are obsessed with pivoting, right? And you know me, whether it's Sky Harrison, whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's uh, you know any small, big, medium-sized business owner that has been successful, you you have to, you know, you could have given up a ton of times, but you have to be able to pivot, right? And you change, you know, you you make the pivot by changing your actions and perspectives, especially in the dark times, right? You can't do the same stuff and get through. Like you have to change your perspective and you have to change your actions. And so with that said, here's like, because a lot of people will say, well, how do you know, how do I, okay, you have, you have this bigger dream scholarship now that you're, uh, that you've built and that you're going to launch. Like, what are some ways to kind of bake in, right? So uh, think of it, make baking in meaningful e- impact into every sale that you make and create an authentic competitive advantage by catalyzing a community of diehard fans, which in your case, if it's a gym, it's like you're obviously your clients um, who will enthusiastically spread the brand. So obviously my goal of, you know, is to enthusiastically spread this idea of the bigger dream and grow it and so on and so forth. But there's different models uh, and some of them you've probably heard, some of them maybe not so much, right? Which is these impact models. Uh, of course, like that, what is one of the most famous ones is Tom's and I've shared Tom's before, but like, so impact model number one is buy one, give one, right? Every time somebody buys one item from you, you give one to someone else. Example is Tom's shoes. Warby Parker did that too. So remember that they, they've given away, Tom's has given away over 35, now it's even more, but uh, 35 millions of pairs of shoes around the world, right? So this could be, I mean, look, I'm just going to give you some examples, but it could be like, hey, uh, in certain scenarios, like somebody buy, gets a membership and you give one away to somebody in need. And maybe that's not a one for one, but like that's something that you could think about doing. Uh, so I'm going to be specific to the gym business here. OK. Impact model number two is direct impact. Every time someone buys from you, you create a specific impact. Example, feed. So if you go to feedprojects.com, whenever you buy a product from feed, they provide a certain number of meals to poor children around the world. It could be 35, 50, or 185 meals, depending on the product that you buy. Uh, so that could be something that you, you know, you connect with locally uh, to do. And so like I said, I, I like to keep things local. As a small business, you want to be entrenched in the local community. I think that's how you can make the most impact. Uh, but like, hey, whatever your heart sings on this and like whatever it leads you, that's great. Uh, impact model number three is percentage of, percentage of dollar amount. I'm going to tell you guys how we're going to use a number of these 
but not, uh, the model number three is one of them that we're definitely going to do. So every time someone buys from you, you donate either percentage of the sale or a fixed dollar amount to a charity cause. So as we launch, um, I would say Vigor Dream, like every new membership, that's a three or 12 month membership. We're taking a, a piece of that first month and we're giving it to towards that scholarship fund. So uh, you can look at an example is Sevenly, Sevenly, S-E-V-E-N-L-Y dot org. When you buy one of Sevenly's featured shirts, they give 7% to their cause of the week. Sevenly's been growing so rapidly that they donated over $4 million to charity in just 3.5 years. So obviously a phenomenal model. And like I'm, I'm a big fan of st- studying these charity models. Remember, these are also successful businesses. And I, I shared it at the beginning that it's even harder to create a charitable, uh, a successful charity business. So uh, even more, uh, I would go to Charity Water, honestly, and like look at their landing page, look at how they do stuff. They do a lot of stuff right. I've studied them for marketing uh, based on StoryBrand. Uh, impact Model 4A is give what you want. So you let your customers choose how much to give. Uh, if you go to Humble Bundle, so an example is HumbleBundle.com, lets you choose how, uh, how much to pay for their video game bundle. So you can also choose how much of your payment goes to charity. I'm not even like going to release this. This is like part of uh, my business coaching we're doing, but like a new, you know, uh, transformation challenge model uh, that we're going to be running is actually connected to this impact model. Give what you want. Um, Can't share it all uh, yet. Uh, So impact model 4B is the same thing. You let your customer choose which cause to support based on which product they buy. Example, project7.com. So if you go to project7.com, Depending on which flavor of gum, gummies, or mints you buy, Project 7 will donate towards one of the seven different causes they've chosen. These seven causes based on where they see the most need in the world, but in the end, it's up to you to choose which one you support. So there's autonomy. There's choice. Like you get a choice to do it, um, to, to give to whoever you want to give, which is powerful and from a self-determination theory standpoint. Impact model f- number five is all in. You give away all profits to charities aligned with your values. This does not mean that you don't pay everyone on your team or cover the expense and you need to keep growing. So uh, example is Newman's Own, newmansown.com, co-founded in by famous actor Paul Newman. This company has grown into a mega food empire in part thanks to their commitment to give all their profits to charity. So they've given over $450 million, uh, to thousands of charities since they were founded. Very, very inspirational. Uh, part of the all-in model. So our all-in model is for the charity boot camps that we do on Saturdays. Uh, because the money from that does go towards um, whatever charities we were uh, donating to, but now it's going to go towards the Vigor Dream Foundation. So impact model number six is source matters. So you source your materials in a way that's better for the environment. Now, maybe that doesn't relate to you. Maybe it does. Like Fitbar actually does uh, a lot of that. It, you know, where now we have everything's recyclable. We have coconut bowls to eat in-house, specific materials that um, they'll use that to to create the smallest blue, uh, I would say, um, footprint um, from disposal waste goes. Uh, icebreaker.com sells clothing made from merino wool. By the way, merino wool, my brother loves it. Some of the most comfortable, like, fabric on a plant. I mean, like, literally, it's like like somebody's massaging your skin at all times. Pretty pricey, too. But So icebreaker.com sells clothing made from merino wool sourced from humanly, uh, humanely treated sheep. Every piece of clothing has a Baja code. That's exactly what it is. I love that shit. Uh, that lets you trace it back to the sheep it came from and check on the sheep's living conditions, which I think is super cool. And and, and obviously, like, this connects. But I, I want you to see how that connects to people, right? Because people that are obviously against animal cruelty, which I, I feel like we, we all should be, damn it. But uh, in this case, it makes you feel more connected to that company. Impact model number seven is experience the good. You provide experiences that create an impact. 
Charity Buzz, love them. Like, so you got to check out charitybuzz.com. Auctions off experiences like having a dinner with Apollo astronaut, touring a set of your favorite TV show, and tons more. They give 80% to charity, and they've raised over $100 million for charity in 10 years. I mean, think about like how cool, you know, there's so much shit that you could do in, like I said, in local business with these impact models. So I, I hope that you get some ideas as I'm sharing this, and I hope you go to the sites that I'm sharing uh, because, you know, how could you do something to raise money and then buy that experience for one of your clients? So there's another, another way you could do stuff. Uh, impact model number A is, eight is num- uh, empowered employment. So use your business to provide jobs for undeserved communities. Ultra testing, so ultratesting.us delivers high quality software testing by employing people with autism spectrum disorders. Uh, autistics tend to struggle in most work environments, but their tendency towards repetitive behavior makes them perfect for performing extensive testing without losing focus. So that's a great, another great thing. Um, you, you guys will see that like part of the Vigor Dream program is, uh, you know, taking these kids through, I would say these eight week programs, but then the next step would be going into internship, right? If, they, if they're loving coaching, if they're loving what they see through, uh, I would say, strength, fitness and performance and the, the accountability and the mentorship that we do, like that next step would be going through internship and then possibly into coaching. So that's one of the models that I've been working on uh, developing, right? So actually creating a path. Uh, impact model number nine is co-development. So you directly connect the producers to, and buyers to create a better experience for everybody involved. Good Eggs, GoodEggs.com allows you to order online directly from farmers and food makers. Uh, this reduces waste and spoilage since the uh, producers make just the right amount of amount and ship it directly to you and get the freshest produce possible. There's more and more of that stuff going around. And, you know, maybe this is something that doesn't kind of relate to you directly. Um, but hopefully it gives you some ideas of how you could co- connect to either some charities or do something of your own that's like that. Impact model number 10 is ethical opportunity. So you create a way for your customers to earn life-changing income by serving. Example, Living Goods, livinggoods.org, franchises its brands and business model to women entrepreneurs in impoverished third world countries and provides them with a microloan, an initial setup of an inventory of business tools to get started, and which I, I think is phenomenal. And, you know, I always like to kind of um, bring this up because somebody might go like, ah, oh, well, that doesn't go for me. Well, you could be raising money and like donating it to local businesses and, and like I said, uh, you know, helping give loans uh, to, to small businesses that just can't afford it. And uh, but like I said, once again, keeping it local for for people that just don't have those opportunities. I just want you to you know, I'm sharing these because I really want you to think uh, and be creative. And, you know, we started with one of those big ideas was being creative. And so I wanted to share these models with you because they're really inspiring to me. And, and like I said, I met I met some of the people that actually run these companies when I went to Necker Island. Uh, and I was invited as part of winning the Evolved Enterprise. Um, uh, it was a challenge, and, 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 you know, the Vigor Ground business model won that. And I, I ended up going to Necker Island and meeting Richard Branson, uh, spending time with a lot of incredible people that run these Evolved Enterprises. So um, it was really inspiring. And so the last one of these impact models is the ecosystem. So you, you build an interval one community of businesses that support each other and exponentially amplify their impact. Uh, example is Zingerman's. And I just want to say, like, the Zingerman's have been, has been a huge influence on me. Um, I got all their books, got all their stuff, all their courses. I haven't flown out yet. Actually, I had to cancel one time uh, because let's just say that some uh, family emergency came and got in the way. Um, but, it, you know, what they've done is Zingerman's, and if you go to Zingerman's.com, Z-I-N-G-E-R-M-A-N-S.com, is an ecosystem of 10 interconnected businesses that sell to each other to create a built-in customer base. 
They also share resources for IT, uh, human resources, PR, marketing, payroll, and more. So they have they became a famous deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then it became a, also they went laterally with a bakery, and they went laterally with a ca cafe, and they went laterally with all these different businesses. But they share the same business model, the customer service model. A lot of these shared, uh, I would say, resources, and essentially, like to you know, that's part of what my vision in is what we're building here. You know, while some companies are partnerships and some par companies all fall under Vigor Ground, so our recovery room cryo chamber is going to be under Vigor Ground. We have a partnership with Physical Therapy with Dan Swinsco with a partnership with Fit Bar Cafe. Um, but now, like I said, you know, my goal, and, and I've been vocal about this goal, is, you know, buying more real estate and, and creating restaurants, whether they're partnerships or it's under our umbrella, uh, you know, co-working spaces, spas, like all these different things that are, that are an ecosystem that all help people transform and change their lives and i honestly believe that like this is something everybody should strive to do um but you know these these impact models first of all like maybe one of them resonates with you more also uh i would say uh maybe you can do a number because like i said we're doing three to four of these different models in different ways uh in our business uh and and pushing even more so towards uh i would say towards that route so with that said uh you know, hopefully this was enlightening and it was it gave you some insight and ideas and uh, of not only, I would say, how to be better at pushing your business, but integrating charity within within your business and like 11 different impact models that you could use. Because I, I promise you this, you know, if anybody's been on business for a while, what starts happening is, uh, you know, I, I was on a call with with somebody from uh, the UK, Scotland today and you know, that was our conversations, like what's next, you know, businesses that are actually, you know, they're doing good. And it's like, what's next? And this conversation spurs this like, man, like, how can you give back more and do more? And the thing is, it's going to help your business. Like, I mean, this is something I talk for about another hour on, you know, our, our charity model, our charity bootcamp model. Like, like I said, we do it every Saturday. We've done it for 11 years, 10, 10 plus years. And, you know, it generates leads that get to experience us while we are able to give back. So, uh, this is something that, like I said, I'm going to, one of my presentations is going to go dig deeper and dive deeper into this, um, at the, uh, Vigor Round Fitness and Business Summit. Once again, like literally as we're sitting here, uh, we had a couple more signups and, uh, I mean, it is, it is off the chain right now. And so like, take advantage of that, please. Uh, I promise you every single presentation will give you 10 X the investment of 397. I mean, like, you know, some of the best of the best. Uh, Jason Ferrugia, Joel Jamison, Martin Rooney, Eric Cressy, John Berardi, Mark Fisher, Sean Stevenson, AJ Roberts, Ben Bruno, um, Kelsey Heenan, uh, Alan Cosgrove. I mean, and I'm sure I felt Adam Bornstein. We just confirmed Adam Bornstein teaching a how to build a, a multiple six or seven figure business in online coaching. I mean, he's ran uh, Tim Ferriss's business. He's, I mean, like I said, this is this is the the, the this is it, guys. This is going to be one of the greatest events. So. Make sure you sign up. Go to VigorGroundSummit.com forward slash home. Do not wait. And as always, love your feedback. Love your questions. And, um, you know, as, as always, I'd love, you know, we love reviews, honest reviews. Uh, it's how we get to spread the word, we, how, how we get to continue to do podcasts. And I always said, you know, I'm doing this podcast as an extension of everything else um, that we're doing. You know, we haven't up until this point in time, we just started talking to some people that may, might be a fit for sponsorships. Uh, I've never even thought that route because all I care about is producing more quality content and giving you guys more, I would say, value and relational equity and insights into 
my thought process and the things that I learned. So with that, like, look, I appreciate your time. I, I, I really love it when, like I said, you're spending time with me here listening to me. Uh, I'm very, very grateful for that. So thank you for that. Um, you know, uh, and I will see you in the next episode of the Vigor Life Podcast. Love and appreciate you guys. Peace.